minute, this butler's white. He isn't black at all. We watched Black Butler and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, weeb of all trades, and head servant of the Phantom Hive Estate and ward of young master CL, PJ. And me, the itty bitty little butler who likes to drink hot water, Skylar. And joining us today as always is our dear friend and newest member of the Phantom Hive waitstaff, Lauren. Hello, I know a lot about 19th century England, so um, I actually know a lot about butlers and house staff. <laughs> I enough. So I'm well, excited. Let's see how much that comes into your prediction. Yeah. Uh, because as you have covered and as our intro covered, we are finishing out Supernatural Month with Black Butler. Yay. All <sighs> right, Lauren, with that name, what do you think this anime is going to be about? Okay. So I am taking this as not a literal translation, but more of a figurative one. Um, I think this butler is going to be doing some very shady things. So the, the black in the title refers to his reputation and his morals instead of a, a literal like his livery or his costume anything like that oh livery or costume definitely couldn't be a skin tone racism wow <laughs> i thought that would be too racist this is actually the an- anime adaptation of, of lee the daniels butler. the butler oh <laughs> the movie where forrest whitaker is a butler to like every president ever i do yeah i remember God, that, that. Great. but yes uh obviously this uh Dark Deed Butler. This Dark which, you know, Deed just Butler. just doesn't roll off the tongue as well, so I get it. I get it. Yeah, no. Black Butler has the alliteration and it's like punchy, you know? So I totally get why they went for that name. So considering that this is Supernatural Month, the end of our Supernatural Month, so I think this butler is stuck in a contract with a demon and he has to carry out really bad tasks or jobs for this demon. So he wants to just like live his life and be a butler, but he has to go and fight supernatural things or do a really bad thing because this demon has like control of his life. And so so, this, so he is the butler to a demon. I think he is a butler in a real world situation, like to a family. But I think he has a contract with a demon who is making him do bad things. Okay. I th- so I think it's like a high ranking family in society, right? Because the wealthy had servants. So they are probably very influential in this world. And so this demon is using the butler to navigate and control the the history and the future of the high country society. that they're in. Yeah. 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 Now yeah. has the demon imparted any powers on the butler or is he like, Hello, random butler, go fight God. <laughs> <laughs> Just as one random non-specific example, he, I don't see him as having supernatural abilities, but I do see him getting very lucky, kind of like Domino and Deadpool, where he just always arrives at the right time because the demon is using his supernatural powers to make everything go the way it's supposed to. I mean, there's, there are like several heroes that have luck as a superpower. Didn't that happen in um, Super Crooks as well? I mean, not heroes, but yeah. Yeah, well, they were yeah. more... Yeah. Actually, I can't think of many heroes at all that have luck as a superpower. A lot of villains. 
a lot of villains. We're anti-heroes, like you know, Domino. I'm probably just yeah. thinking of three different episodes of Charmed. Well, and those I were all demons. So, so, so yeah. then, yeah, it sounds like luck has a, a demonic quality to it. But then, Ooh. at that point, if the demon's doing all the work to like set things in motion, what's the purpose of the butler? I think the demon can't manifest physically in the world, and I think he doesn't he wants have a corporeal to. self. Exactly, and so he's using this butler to figure out how to put society in place to like where this puppet. demon yeah so where this demon could eventually come have a corporeal form in the this butler world. is yeah the real world avatar for the demon he's pulling all the strings so that the demon can eventually come into play but they're two separate beings mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so and i mean you know you're right like you just got to have like a like a, a family with like influence mm-hmm. so of course that's why he picked forrest whitaker and who's <laughs> who's butler to the pre- to every president ever of the united states yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so like yeah. that's just a ton of influence exactly yeah see pj gets it yeah yeah that's yeah. what the anime is Okay, so once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? Um, it did because I don't know. This little boy threw me off. He looks incredibly shady. What if the little boy's the demon? I I actually flipped it. I think because this little boy is sitting on a very nice chair. He's dressed extremely well. He just looks like a little brat. So it looks like he's the one that is having favors showered upon him. And not to the extent of like, he's a little rich boy, but I think like that, I don't know, there's more to this little boy than I think meets the eye, which is funny because he's wearing an eye patch. Um, oh, is it funny? <laughs> wow, ableist. Honestly, no, you know, I I'm just, blinded when I too, Lauren. No, right? I know you are, Skylar. I'm just saying I, I didn't mean to make an eye joke with this little boy who has, who's wearing an eye patch but anyway um he looks a little like he has a little too much going on for him so i think he's the one who struck a deal with the demon and the butler looks way too smug for his own good so i think especially with all of the skulls around the butler that he's the demon and the kid is the one who is making him do whatever he wants and they have a contract and I do okay. not know what this little boy gets out of it other than probably being in high society and like being a spoiled little rich boy. If if all the boy is getting out of it is like position, mm-hmm. what what possibly could the demon be off like be doing? I think this demon it's it's kind of similar to what I was first thinking, where I think the demon is making the world conform to the little boy's wishes. And so this boy did, I mean, probably come from some affluence. This this home looks very creepy, though. So who knows? Maybe this demon has given him a house and a position and everything he's wanted in society. And now the demon is conforming everyone else around the little boy to do what he wants. And so this little boy is getting everything he wanted in addition to all of the, the potential wealth and stuff that he had come into. This is essentially just demonic Richie Rich. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. This demonic Richie Rich. Okay, okay. We could call it like Richie Ritualistic or something. Oh my god, that's so cute. Uh, <laughs> I'm into okay. that. That's better than Black Butler. Yeah, Richie Ritualistic, ten times better than Black Butler. <laughs> <laughs> and it has the alliteration still. Exactly. So like hello. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I'm very interested, like, to see kind of what the purpose of why this boy wanted to come into high society. There's like a bigger purpose to it. Mm-hmm. What the demons getting out of it, other than obviously probably the, the contractual obligation of like a soul or something. Sure, yeah, you know, yeah, demon as is stuff. Par for the the course with most deals with a devil or a demon. Yeah, just demon things. Hashtag just demon things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see this. I think, you know, the story pretty much tells itself. I think you, you've you got a great idea of what it could be. So let's see how accurate that is as we take a quick break to watch episodes one and two of Black Butler. So stay tuned, everyone. All right, we're back. And we had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Black Butler. Lauren, what did you think? I am so shook that I was actually right you obviously definitely had some things you were wrong about sure yeah 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 like you definitely like obviously the CL isn't yeah the motivation was super off absolutely it was super uh, off but the fact that cl had some shady stuff going on and sebastian was the demon mm-hmm. that he made a contract with spot on perfect damn mm-hmm. damn but yeah no watching this i was first shook i was like i can't believe i kind of got my prediction right and second of all this is sick as hell <laughs> I love this like little world that they've created. I don't know what century this is taking place in, but I had a really fun time with this. As long as the show has been out, it's been a very popular anime, like mm-hmm. just in general, like in the scene. And it's been very interesting because like I put it off for a long time, literally just because like it's one of those things of like, oh, I don't like the fandom that much. So oh, I'm going to so like not cringy. super watch it. Yikes. Honestly, like once I finally did watch it, I was like, oh, this is this is really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, it is Victorian era London. I couldn't tell you anything like specific like years or anything, but it is Victorian, obviously. That is a very big span of time. But we'll we'll go into the the intricacies later because I have a lot of questions. <laughs> now, this is for like the old ones who like read Shoujo, uh, Shoujo B and all that stuff. This reminds me of this manga called Godchild. So like literally when PJ was reading the plot to me, I was like, oh, this is just Godchild. And well, which one came out first? That's the question. Godchild Ooh. came out in 2001 and Black Butler came out in 2006. So okay. all right. So this were kind of Yana Taboso as a as a infringer on Godchild. <laughs> wow. No, but like as someone that did read a whole bunch of Godchild. The only overlapping is it's Victorian Gothic with uh, like something really traumatic happening to like the parents, right? Something traumatic happens to the parents and then the child has to go take out revenge and solve mysteries. All right. Well, all of that aside, um, let's kind of go through some housekeeping real quick. So Black Butler is based on the manga by Yana Taboso that ran in monthly G Fantasy from September 2006 onward with the series still ongoing to this day. Oh, the anime was directed by Toshiya Shinohara, then Hirofumi Ogura, being done by A1 Pictures for JNN, running for 36 episodes between two seasons from October 2008 to September 2010. The series also spawned seven OVAs, a series titled Black Butler Book of Circus, which is somewhere between a third season and kind of a soft reboot as it ignores some of the storylines from the previous two seasons, specifically ones that were not canonical to the manga. So there were obviously some mm. anime only storylines and it kind of just ignores those in, or- in order to be more faithful to the manga itself. So that's why some people consider it a bit of a slight uh, soft reboot. 
Oh, okay. okay. That series ran from July to September of 2014 for 10 episodes with one OVA based on it titled Book of Murder and a feature film titled Black Butler Book of the Atlantic also spawning from that new timeline. That film released in January of 2017 with the legendary Noriyuki Abe directing it, which we've obviously talked about Noriyuki Abe a million times on this podcast, director of Yu Yu Show, Bleach, Tokyo Mew Mew, Ghost Stories everything in between. In addition to all of this, there's also been a live action film that released January of 2014, a drama CD, a video game for the Nintendo DS, and four stage musicals based on the series. Wow. Uh, with that, let's jump at episode one and two. Earl CL Phantom Hives Butler. Sebastian Michaelis informs him that Damien, the head of Phantom, CL's confectionery toy manufacturing company, is coming. Sebastian orders the household staff, Bardroy, Finian, and May Rin, the cook, the gardener, and the maid, respectively, to prepare for Damien's arrival. Uh, Damien plays a board game with CL in which his character loses one of his legs and is incinerated. Damien calls his associate, revealing that he is attempting to fraudulently acquire money from CL. The scenario in the board game occurs. Damien breaks his leg and Sebastian locks him in the oven to be cooked. He later limps away from the mansion as CL and Sebastian laugh. After a visit from CL's aunt, Madame Red and Lau, CL is kidnapped for ransom by Asurio Vanel, a drug dealer and leader of an Italian mafia. Sebastian is targeted by a sniper and driver on his way to CL, but easily defeated feeds them and a mob of underlings guarding the mansion. Sebastian is shot in front of Ciel and Azuro several times but does not die as he is a demon. Ciel takes off his eye patch revealing the pentagram in his eye indicative of the pact he made with Sebastian and calls for his help which enables Sebastian to save him and that's episodes one and two of Black Butler. It was so intense but so good. So Lauren I have some questions for you. Oh okay yes. Um, okay, so would it be normal for a wait staff in um, like upper class England, right, mm-hmm. to have Cockney accents? They could have. Um, the servants, the wait staff, were all usually of lower class. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they would. It depends on where the big house was. If it was up more in Yorkshire, they would have like the northern accents, and if it was in London, Cockney was more common. Yeah, your butler is typically the one who has like the high society training to be like a a gentleman's gentleman. A gentleman's Mm -hmm. gentleman, yeah, because they're going to be interacting with the other upper class people. So, yeah. Your other servants typically don't interact with them. You know, your your maids don't really interact with your Your other guests. Your cooks don't. So it's not uncommon for like groundskeepers, stuff like that to be very lower class. Mm -hmm. As long as they can get the work done and get it done for, you know, the price that you're willing to pay, they're usually hired okay yeah i was gonna say they're having a lot of fun with these cockney accents (laughs) and i think that was part of the charm you know like these these servants first of all the house is criminally understaffed i don't care how good of a butler sebastian is they need at least (laughs) 20 more people on these grounds to help with everything but yeah no i liked the different personalities i liked that you saw these different rungs of society within the house i thought that was really great honestly i'd be worried if sebastian wasn't there what was the state of like the manor prior well they probably had a head servant that they that you know they replaced yeah so every household had the butler and the housekeeper like the top of the food chain then you go down to like the maids and then the footmen and then the undermaids and underfootmen and then you had the kitchen staff yeah (laughs) there was there was a whole class society within (laughs) the serving class it was it's fascinating and then you have the kitchen staff where the cook is the head of the the kitchen staff and you have the the rest of them helping out in the kitchen so yeah the fact that there's only like a gardener and a cook and, and a, maid. a maid. I was 
absolutely shook. And I was Tanaka. Like, <laughs> there is Tanaka. Right? That's true. There, there is, is a Tanaka. second butler. So was he? I assume Maybe he was Tanaka the, was the the original butler. That's what I'm thinking. He was the original butler, and then Sebastian came in, and either Tanaka was like, "Great, this is going to be just me hanging out now because you've clearly my got retirement. this. This is my retirement." Or he was somehow swayed or charmed or what have you to just like be more just in the background so that Sebastian could take over. I love that. Like Sebastian's just like y'all suck. You're doing everything wrong, Tanaka. You're perfect. <laughs> Well, I mean, Tanaka is perfect, right? Yeah. He just—he hasn't done anything. The rest of them are so I don't incapable. Say, they're just incapable. Yes, that's a much better word. They just—they panic, and when they panic, just chaos ensues, and then Sebastian has to come clean it up. Yes, they constantly fuck everything up. <laughs> yeah. They're all Steve Urkel. They're they, little, I mean, God. they're obviously because this this show is very serious. It's very dark, mm-hmm. and they essentially function as the comic relief. Yeah. Which was very nice to have amidst all of the smuggling of drugs and the fact that they're like murdering the guest that came who was trying to get more money. This is also very anti-Italian. Yeah. Yeah. So far, <laughs> yes. The two people that we have really villainized are Italian. It, yes. British Empire was the greatest empire at this time, right? This was when it was at its pinnacle. So anyone who wasn't British wasn't considered to be looked at you know they they're not british they don't matter Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that they have they still have a lot of racism over in the uk but it was rampant in this time as well no this i know you don't like tea lauren but this made me want to drink tea like throughout the whole thing i get that tea's a very big part it's a big cultural milestone in england and especially in upper class societies i still hate tea but they made it look damn good i just don't understand how you can hate tea that's like saying like i hate juice like there's so many different ones I have that all tried taste completely different. I've tried different teas. I've tried hot tea. I've tried hot tea with like cream and sugar. Like the yeah, but even within hot habit. teas, there's a million different flavors of hot tea. It's not like ah yes, hot tea. That's it, <laughs> Lauren. Let me tell you, it's not like in you know movies when they go up to a bar and they're like can I get a beer? And the person just gets them a beer. Like, no, the person would be like, um, there's 40 things on tap. What the fuck do you want? Yeah. It's true. Um, well, okay. Back in the day, Lauren, mm. I didn't like tea. And then PJ was like, why don't you like tea? And I was like, it's just like lightly flavored water. And then he was like, why don't you use two tea bags? And I was like, oh, and then it changed my life forever. <laughs> And then I went to a British tea house and then they put milk in my tea. And I was like, my life has been changed forever regarding tea again. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. I can always taste. I can always taste like the tea leaves, I guess, no matter what it is. If it's iced, if it's milk tea, if it's if it's different types of hot teas that I've tried, I can always taste like you're having improperly steeped tea. I might be. I don't know. I can always taste coffee no matter what coffee drink I have, too. But I like coffee. And I, it's the same thing with tea. I always taste the the base tea taste. And I just don't like it. Sorry for your coffee heads. But like to me, <laughs> most coffee tastes the same. And I know that's not how it, it does. Is, right? No, it does. But like what PJ said earlier, there are just so many different types. Like you have black tea, you have white tea, you have oolong tea, and so on and so on. And then there's just like 50 different blends within, when I say 50, there's like a million different blends within those like subcategories. Mm-hmm. 
Listen, whenever I come across a new tea, I do sample it. I do try it. I still haven't found a tea that I liked. My sister loves tea, so I always try hers. I just haven't found the tea for me yet. But who's to say it isn't out there? Yeah. Cue the the Fievel song. (laughs) Somewhere out there. But like talking about the anime for a minute. Yeah, 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 absolutely, <laughs> of course. So yeah, obviously we've talked about like the vibe and kind of the energy. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's very like grim. You know, Ciel's a very dark child. He is a very dark child. The best kind. I You know, and obviously so it's clearly withdrawn. clearly something has gone on, right? Yes. Like, you know, you're very much with this child who is now in charge of a huge corporation. Mm-hmm. And a demon. And, you know, you, you start off the show with him making the pact with Sebastian, mm-hmm. you know, where Sebastian's basically like, if you make this deal with me, you're not going to go to heaven. And like, I'm going to eat your soul. And he's like, I, I called you here for a reason, didn't I? I'm not fucking stupid. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's do it. And Sebastian's Usually- like, I just got to ask. Yeah, I I get it. Usually when people summon a demon, they they mean business, but there's probably some accidental summonings. But yeah, so like what I really love is that I, this is going to be a weird thing to say. I love that I don't find Ciel annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I do too. Yeah. Because like a lot of times this type of character, even like as badass as Ciel's and stuff, like just the fact that they are a child, they would be played up as kind of annoying. Yeah. Like they'd be a little bratty, a little pompous, whatever. But Ciel's just kind of a fucking badass. Yeah. Very much so. You really see that in the second episode when he gets kidnapped, where he's just like so calm the whole time and they're trying to interrogate him and trying to get information out of him and he's just not having it and he's just like i'm just going to wait here for sebastian to show up and then y'all are fucked and they are fucked but yeah no even when he's playing the game in the first episode with the man i was i was scared of seal <laughs> he's like yeah, when he's really like, intense playing. oh my it's god it's your turn Oh, you lost a leg. Listen, also, I want to play this board game. It looks really fucking fun. I don't. It sounds like a demon contract. (laughs) It's murder Jumanji. It's what it is. I mean, Jumanji is murdered Jumanji. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like grotesque demon murder Jumanji. Not like you get caught in the wild murder Jumanji. Well, I don't think the actual game's demonic. I think he was just sending a message. No, because everything that happened... The yeah. game itself, regardless, I do like this like spinning top D6 vibe that we've got going on. <laughs> and right. you uh, get a happy ending. Yes. It seems very rare. It seems like it's probably contrived so you never reach the happy ending, right? Because like CL was like, you have to finish the game. You have to finish the game. And everything that they talked about that happened in the game happened in real life. So I'm like, this this seems like a demonic contract game to me. But yeah, it was you just can play preview. it at your own risk, Skylar. <laughs> I haven't upset any um, rich families of influence that I know yeah, of. I do. This is like something that I do to like try to like get less scared of some horror things. Okay. Because like sometimes I'll just be like, I don't know, be walking around and I'll have like this weird fear like, oh my God, Jason Voorhees will be here. And I'm like, I'm nowhere near Camp Crystal Lake right now. You know? <laughs> but or what like, about that time he like, was in Manhattan, no, 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 no. I need, I need you to not burst my little bubble here. I knew you were going to say this and I needed you to not. <laughs> oh my he God. He space. <laughs> Or, like, I'll be walking around and I'll have, like, a fear of, like, the Puppet Master puppets. And I'm like, I have anchored no no descendants of the Toulon lineage. Like, Yeah. Well, it's kind of like with Pinhead. I've played with no puzzles today. Like, you know, like, you can, like, kind of rationalize away some fears. Like, I'm not in dairy. I'm not going to have Pennywise, like, come, you know, fear murder me. <laughs> 
haven't angered any upper class wealthy families. The exactly. Sebastian's not going to come for me. I'm not Italian. I'm a little oh, Italian, actually. Yeah, I was like, you're more Italian than I am, Skylar. <laughs> but you know what? I'm, uh, was it, 92% Irish. So but That puts you fun. even closer to where Sebastian could potentially be. <laughs> Especially if they are occupying Ireland, which they were at this time. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. But yeah, obviously, so we have like the first, the first like quote unquote villain. I find it fascinating that he didn't die. I was going to say, because I, I was like, oh my God, they locked him in an oven. That is so grotesque. I'm glad I'm not seeing this happen. And then it flashes forward to him walking away from Being the mansion. Like, I was like, Mia. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck just happened? He was locked. He was like, Mamma Mia, I'm a spicy meatball. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, honestly, when you realize he's in the oven, I was like, damn, this is sick as fuck. The entire thing was sick where he's like haunting him throughout the house. Yes. And with the the like figment mask yeah Mm -hmm. and you know when he's in the oven and he's like oh couldn't wait for dessert could we i was like damn that's sexy (laughs) this is fucking cool (laughs) konnichiwa my fellow weebs no big news this week however if you're craving more kawaii disappointment head on over to our patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus episodes later today we'll also be releasing our kawaii desu wrap-up where we answer patreon submitted questions list our favorite things from the month and preview next month's lineup so if you're excited for any of those episodes or are just excited to hear any of the other bonus content we've released or have planned to come down the pipeline head on over to our patreon by searching kawaii disappointment on patreon or by going to patreon.com slash kawaii Desupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our $8 tier, the Eternal Desu patrons, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though, as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebel in an Isekai, and Jellums, and our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us if you feel so inclined. Rate us on iTunes, rate us on Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, back to the podcast. Sebastian in general is also just such a cool character as well. Yeah. Like, obviously really CL is. is like a little badass, but Sebastian is complete I mean, badass. Like, you know, he's already yeah, he's obviously a demon, but he has that like what I like to call the American the American super butler uh <laughs> personality, which is right. like this is like a thing in a lot of media, uh, but it's also in a lot of Japanese media. So I guess I don't want to say it's just American Super Butler. The, I think in general, it's just like this romanticization of the British Butler like class, mm-hmm. where because they are like the gentleman's gentleman, they're there to solve everything for their person. Mm-hmm. There's like this romanticize that there's this romanticization of how powerful they are. So like you look at like the butlers for like the Zoldic family in like Hunter Hunter, or you look at like Sebastian or you look at even just like Alfred Pennyworth 
Mm-hmm. from like Batman like these butlers who are like insanely powerful in their own right and it's like oh you're here to take out my master you have to go through me first yeah and if I they're not physically strong they're always super snarky and super funny and, super and that's smart. its own kind of power yeah yeah but not all of them can um completely remove a tablecloth without disrupting anything i think if you can't do that as a butler like what are you even what doing? are you what are you even doing why would is you that even not butle? part of butler school isn't that part of butler school <laughs> why butle at all if you why can't butle at all <laughs> you know i know people love battle anime but i love butle anime. butle anime <laughs> <laughs> that is actually gonna be a thing i'll look for now <laughs> This will be this will be the thing that makes me a weeb is I'll find all the but the butler anime. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, like obviously we go into like <laughs> I did love because obviously Skylar and I were watching episode one and two together. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have like the the gaggle of people at the beginning of episode two. And it's like very clear. It's like, you know, these high society-ish people, and then there's a guy who looks like a ruffian with a scar on his face and they're like wonder who the rat is like <laughs> god and, it's so hard to find out and, who like, the rat I is i guess like the thing that is like to, there to kind of try to subvert it is the fact that you know that all of them are bad people this is the underground right because you also establish in episode two that ciel is like the right hand of the queen when it comes to dealing with the underground like mm-hmm. ciel is the important dog of the queen to british society mm-hmm. and that's very fascinating that like the queen has this child that she knows can just fucking take care of business i love that kind of because the british government like was so powerful just as a force at this time oh, and 100%. To have, oh yeah and to have it be even more powerful to where it's like you know we're powerful you know we have control over most of the world right now but we also have secret underlings who can take care of our dirty work for us without our reputation being stained love it i thought that was super cool yeah it's super great but yeah so obviously all of these people are underground people like they're all in some sort of shady business the problem is the level of shady business that they're in Mm -hmm. and then but again it's that like oh who's who could it possibly be so even when (laughs) when it was like oh it was him skylar was like well, I mean, that was a little obvious, but okay. <laughs> Just like, yeah. I literally was like, wow, I wish they would have gone with someone else. Also, the Italian guy again. <laughs> oh, See? more Italians. Yeah. I'm sure it builds, right? I'm sure that there's beef between this family and maybe like an Italian, a branch of the Italian mafia. But um, yeah, it was a lot of Italian antagonists in these first few episodes. <laughs> Um, as we were watching episode two, PJ was like, oh, this is very Boondock Saints when like all the guns are flying and it's just him walking through and everyone's dead Mm. and it's got the beautiful music in the background. Oh, Sebastian taking out that entire household of guards and stuff was so fucking cool and i love the the writing in the show is very silly but it's also very well done Mm -hmm. because when it is serious like it is taking itself seriously Mm -hmm. um but i love the like where's the silver and then it just cuts to sebastian with every piece of silver cutlery just like assassinating these motherfuckers everybody (laughs) yes flashing back you're like oh my god why did we have that flashback to them not being able to find the silver oh sebastian has it and i love the juxtaposition of like this intense like fight happening between sebastian just murdering all of the the hired guards of Azuro while the rest of the waitstaff is trying to debate whether they're allowed to eat a piece of pie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can't do it. We have to wait for him. No, but I'm really hungry. Oh my god. The I yeah. The That's balance. Me. 
same as we were going through the show like obviously when you have like those very serious moments like when like he's torturing the guy like the guy in the first part damien or damian when he's torturing him in the first one you have like the like you know gregorian monk chants in the back that mm-hmm. gave me very like death note vibes oh, oh yeah my God, i thought the same thing um yeah and then like in the second episode yeah like skyler mentioned when um you have like the very like italian like hymnal Opera. music playing Mm-hmm. while he's like taking everyone out that gave me like intense boondock saints vibes like skylar mentioned but overall i just really like the vibe of the show i did want to mention okay obviously they kind of talk about games a little bit and obviously games come up throughout the show mm-hmm. and the second uh episode it wasn't like the first because the first episode it was like oh yeah they played the game and then the stuff from the game happened the second one they are playing a game at the beginning but it's not really the consequence the consequential thing that it was like in the first one right but um not to not to like pitch our patreon here but this reminded me a little bit vibe wise of batsu no Gameu, the anime we came up with during our <laughs> anime pitch meeting <laughs> Playing games to, you know, contend with your dark demons and then get trapped forever because you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little just a little side hustle. I am such a sucker for like when you when the villains are like, haha, we killed them and it's a supernatural force. And then they have to like see this fucking force like rise up and like be like, haha, you fucking dumbass. You fools. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also like this is a trope that happens a lot too, where like they spit out the bullets and like throw them super fast, basically shooting them. Yes, that was cool. It was done well here. Like there were a lot of tropes that were used like even Sebastian getting upset he's like ugh dinner's never going to be on time now and like all of those little things they just married all of together so well to you know, make this I, a great yeah. show yeah. yeah I completely agree everything about it is just super well done I love mm-hmm. when um, Sebastian I, it's so interesting the way that they like play again on both sides of like being like dark and being really funny it's the first time you see Sebastian running after the car of the sniper it's like mm-hmm. a little funny because yeah. it just seems a little ridiculous but the second time when they're going faster it's a lot scarier yes. because he looks a lot more demonic uh, yes. you know and I like that they're able to like jump between the two of those and it's so funny because since they didn't kill Damian in the first episode I was like oh does he not kill people and then in the second episode you know you think that he killed the two guys in the vehicle over the phone but then you see him just like standing on top of their car at the edge of a cliff being like give me information and I was like oh wow I guess he doesn't kill people and then he lets the car drop and then ki- and then I was like oh no he totally kills oh, people he does. and then he killed like everyone else that episode (laughs) (laughs) he killed so many people you know like it definitely was like a like oh does he not kill people nope nope he super does he super does super super does yeah Yeah. no murderer several times over what that blend of comedy i'm surprised Mm. you haven't brought it up pj but anytime he said i'm one hell of a butler like pj just hell of a butler i honestly every time i was like i can't fucking believe we're making this joke again Again. the first time time i was like ah Oh, that's fucking funny. Uh, that's but then fucking he just funny. kept saying it. Anytime anyone was like, and I'm sure, and I know, I know for a fact, having seen more of the show, that like it happens more often. But like oh anytime God. anyone's like, what are you? Like anytime he's doing stuff, you know, demonic, they're like, he's like, I'm one hell of a butler. Wink. 
<laughs> Roll credits. And it's always like, again, we're making this joke again? <laughs> again. But, you but know, I also kind of love it. He's like, I don't need to say anything else. This is a great joke. Why improve on perfection? This is the perfect pun. And it's always a different person hearing it. It's true. So like, he's like, the bit's fresh to them. Okay. They've not heard this before. CL in the background is probably like, oh my fucking God. But you know, I hear this every goddamn day. (laughs) But every time someone else hears it, they're like, wow, what a good bit. (laughs) What a great bit. I can die die. happy now. (laughs) Then they do. And then they do. <laughs> oh God, this was one hell of a butler, one hell Ugh. of a show. Again, one I just the vibes are super show. great. I love so that Victorian great. era like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's Victorian light because you know they did mention the Pharmacy Act of eighteen sixty eight, but CL dresses in clothes that are from the seventeen hundreds. They're talking in telephones that technically weren't invented until 1932. So, like, it's it's a fantasy. I'm giving it a pass because, like, it's a oh, demon. This didn't it actually pass. happen. It's uh, not I didn't actually... know you were the Victorian authority. <laughs> it's oh, not I'm complete... glad that it has gotten the seal, the rubber stamp that we have also well craved. There you go. See, that's very magnanimous of me. But, you know, it, it takes place in a specific time period. So I was looking for those historical moments. So, like, mentioning the Pharmacy Act of 1868 was super cool. But then seeing other things, I was like, it doesn't all fit. It doesn't all fit. But it's supernatural. It takes place in a fantastical realm. It's Victorian light. I enjoy the aesthetic. It's super fun. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be set pretty much uh, like sometime around like 1888, 1889. Okay, okay. Not all of the costumes were correct either, but I still had super much fun. I thought this was a good time. It didn't take me out of the story. Like if you're watching historical dramas, at least for me, I know that you guys watch so many of them. If something isn't completely true to the time, it can take me out of the story for a bit, but it didn't with this one. I still was very immersed and I loved the world that this created, even though every now and then I'd be like, that technically doesn't exist yet. Well, I mean, <laughs> what technically wouldn't exist yet? Well, the telephones for were sure. Were invented in 1867. The They called them field telephones because they were out and they were using telephones out and about. And the style of telephone that they had was not the correct. The field like, telephone hold- was developed in 1889, the year this takes place. 1932. first telephone to use in the field was developed in the United States in 1889. It's, that, it's in the United States states though or take a boat taking a boat is better was a thing no yeah no ships were like defo a thing but also i know this is before the titanic year wise but the last the the movie is basically the titanic (laughs) so i mean field telephones first developed 1889 cars already available on the market the cars i knew like the cars were a thing especially for the ultra wealthy so like that wasn't an issue for me but what about a car phone that was that that was the field telephone they referred to oh, okay. which the type of receiver the type of box they had for the telephone the the way the phone was constructed was a 1932 telephone because back in the day they had the old timey like you hold it up to your ear I'm and you speak into the I'm literally looking at an stick. 1898 Ericsson field telephone that looks exactly I mean exactly like the one they used in the show like i'm not i'm not even i'm gonna literally about to share my screen 1898 erickson field telephone literally looks exactly like the one they use in the show okay i give you that (laughs) they did their research lauren they did not for cl's costumes though i mean you know what we can't just we we can't just assume that he's not just wearing his great grandpa's clothes (laughs) or also maybe he's one of those kids who's like (laughs) i was born in the wrong era i was born in the wrong era (laughs) 
I mean, I'm sure they have centuries of like garments and like history within the house. And considering how little staff they have, it might not be the cleanest of houses. He's just a little Lolita boy. He might be because the cut of his coat, the his like little Jabot thing that was all very 1700s, late 1700s. But well, I mean, this is only hundred years later. Is. It might just be his grandpa's clothes. That's true. He's only like what twelve? Nine? I don't know. <laughs> Nine? Twelve? Who knows? Who, who Six? knows? Who else? How? Who knows how old CL is? No way to find Google out. Google is free. <laughs> There's no way to find out. There's this is going to remain unanswered forever. CL is thirteen. So yeah, it could definitely be his grandfather's child clothes, or his great grandfather's child clothes. Who knows? Who or knows? maybe again, he's just like I'm like, not like I'm vibing other. with this. Like <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I fucking hate the fashion of the time you're all dressed like weirdos the 1700s was where it was back at. you know i'm not like he's other like girls. boys have swag men have class <laughs> i hate this <laughs> oh god but yeah obviously um clearly uh very victorian <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> fine you de- you debunked my telephone thing i will admit defeat that's all i ever wanted all right podcast over guys <laughs> <laughs> It's the Virgo coming out. I've just been waiting for Lauren to admit she was wrong. So thanks all for coming. I hope you guys had, I hope it was a quiet disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, obviously, yeah, again, we've talked a lot about the vibe of the show that we really like the, you know, the funny bits, the very serious and grim dark bits. I'm sure, you know, the show only continues to have both intermingling very well throughout but I think that's a good spot to talk, stop talking about the two episodes we saw and start talking about the music in those two episodes. Yeah. So let's talk about our opening song, which is Monochrome Kiss by Sid. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that opening. I thought the visuals were stunning for this opening. I thought they were very foreboding. They were a very good entry into this world. And I liked I liked the song fine. It was, fine. It was a good time. Yeah. Oh, okay. I liked it. I didn't I yeah, I didn't think it was like it has it's not gonna make my top five, but I, I enjoyed it. This isn't our first time encountering SIDS on um, the podcast. And mm. just like then, right now, it's a great time. I like it. They they did the ending for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. I have not seen that one myself. So this is my first exposure to them. Not yet. No, not uh, yet. <laughs> that's fair. They have a great vibe. They have a great sound. I think I wanted it to go like a little bit more creepy and a little bit more gothic. Mm. Um, but like, I definitely like this yeah i like it not everything could be the op to another listen (laughs) 
What did you think of this one, PJ? I'm sorry, like creepy toy box sounds. It's definitely one of my favorite out or intros. For this one, I, I I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I do agree. I do wish the vibe was a little darker. Mm. Like that's just a complaint about like how it feels in regards to the show. But as a song on its own, I think it's very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to that outro. The outro is I'm Alive by Rebecca Holcroft, but is credited as Becca because they do also go just by Becca as a musician. Tell me what you thought of that outro. I was absolutely in love with this from start to finish. Um, You love to hear a good rock queen. It was a lot of fun. It really perfectly showed Sebastian's routine and Chibi, which was incredible. I just thought it was a really nice counterbalance to... I know that intro didn't go as dark as we were hoping, but, you know, to the more intense aspects of the show, I thought it was a nice a nice counter to all of that. Yeah, I really right. liked this outro. I was at first like, oh, d- is this, is this, so, because we watched this in English dub because, mm-hmm. you know, the English dub of Black Butler is very popular. The method that I see most people recommend to watch it in, so that's why we watched it in that method. And I was like, oh, is this just this song because we're watching it in English? And then I was like, no, it's, this is just the song, period. This is the song, yeah. You know, so it's very interesting to have an English and like, not even like a just, because we do have a lot of English outros here in there but they're mm-hmm. almost always sung by japanese musicians so right. it's interesting to have an english song sung by like a white girl you know yeah honestly we were so like shocked at first like when she started singing english the vibe was just so like fun mm-hmm. and i was like god damn this sounds exactly like someone i love this this is a good time yeah, I think um, I literally was like, I feel like this song belongs on like the soundtrack to like Mean Girls or Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen <laughs> yes! or something like that. Yes, I like, completely I w- agree. <laughs> and like, I'm not going to lie, obviously jumping ahead, but I did kind of start going through those soundtracks to help me find my artist. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I think this is a very good outro. I, I agree. I love mm-hmm. the visual of, of Sebastian <laughs> kind of going through his cute little day. Yeah. It's super fun. I love the vibe. All right, so I think it's time we move on to our segment. What modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you kick us off with Monochrome Kiss? I had to focus more on the chorus for this song because the beginning really threw me off. And the I, beginning does have that, like, almost, like, it almost sounds like it's not, like the like background music from, like, Naruto or something. Yeah. It's I would agree. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, like, the then the rest of the vibe is very different. I, yeah. Yeah. The beginning I had to just kind of skip over to find my artist and i'm very nervous not at all confident for this one because i know skylar particularly likes them uh i ended up choosing rise against 
their song Tragedy in Time. I think this is a phenomenal choice. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a great <laughs> approximation. You probably did better than I did. Yeah, you definitely did better than I did. Oh, God. Yeah, no, this is a great choice. Oh, thank 100%. you. 100%. Um, I am not at all happy with my choice. No, I'm Uh-oh. a little happy with my choice. I'm obviously being dramatic. But especially, <laughs> I, I already was like, eh, it's not very good. And this made me be like, okay, it's actually bad. Uh, compared, no. <laughs> no. But I do want to clarify because I actually, uh, I just got stuck. That's all that happened. There's one part of this, of the OP, that reminds me so much of my song that the second I heard it, and Skylar was even there as we were li- watching the show and the OP was playing, I was like, fuck, I just got stuck on a song and I don't think I'm going to get it, be able to get it out of my head. It happens. And, it happens uh, to all of us. I landed on Good Charlotte specifically, I Don't Want to Be in Love. I think your vocals are much closer than mine were. I, I love it. That, yeah, I think this is a good one. This whole album, uh, like the River album, is way more similar to like the style of this song. So I think that was a really great choice, PJ. I think vocally, it's definitely there. I feel like just though, it the only vibes. matches like one part of the song, which is yeah that mm-hmm. part. Which it's only that part after the breakdown in the OP. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I like this choice. I think you did a good job. Yeah, I think it was a great job. There's a lot of parts to this intro that sound so different from the intro as a whole. So, like, it's hard to pin this one down. Yeah. Right. Skylar, why don't you close us out here? Um, I don't know. <laughs> so I went with All the Rage by Funeral for a Friend. I think I was trying to mostly match the vocals and, like, the vibes are there. I don't think it's, like, the right pacing. I like it. I just wish it had a breakdown moment mm. uh, because the Rise Against song and Good Charlotte have that breakdown moment yeah. that really uh, like equates to the Black Bun- Butler OP. And I think this is really good. It's just like, it's just the build, nothing beyond it, you know? like Right. And I think that's just a critique of this song. I don't really like this song very much because it's yeah. just kind of the same vibe throughout. It never it never rises Builds. and it never falls. Yeah. It's just like the the riding up of a roller coaster and then it and then you get to the top and it plateaus and then you get out, uh, out of the roller coaster. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Rides over. No, but yeah. So because there's no, like, change in tone, I think it's good. I just don't think it's great. Yeah. Vocally, but I think I, you but hit But I it. think it is, like, a really great, like, style approximation. I think you made a great choice. Yes. Yes. Thank I you. agree. I think yeah. they, they could do it. They just need that breakdown. All right. So let's move on to our outro, which I'm very excited to hear all of our options uh, for. Same. So <laughs> that outro, again, is I'm Alive by Becca. Uh, so this really reminded me of like the female rock bands when I was younger. So because it has that nostalgic feeling to it, like we were talking about earlier. And so I ended up going with Everlife, uh, their song Real Wild Child. I, I think it's a great choice. I think we're all going to be in this exact era, genre mm-hmm. and style. Um, I think so. <laughs> I think this is a great choice. <laughs> Thank you. The whole arrangement's like carbon copy. Yeah, I think definitely the Black Butler ED obviously has a little bit more like like not like sentimentality but like it's clearly got a like like emotional tone to it versus like wild Agreed. child is very like yeah just up and fun the whole yeah, time but I think, yeah, uh, yeah but i think like outside of that like slight tone difference it's 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 a great approximation right uh skylar uh who'd you go with so um when i heard the voice um of this ending i was like oh this is the veronica's 
for forever by the Veronicas. Like their voices match both the beginning part and the chorus. Yeah, I think this is a phenomenal choice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this, this song amazing. was featured in the Amanda Bynes comedy "She's the Man." Which yeah. is that era. Exactly, right? And that's what we yeah. were talking about is finding those songs that were in this era of like girl power movies. Lauren went a little mm-hmm. different and found a, a song that was in the movie The Wild, <laughs> the animated film. <laughs> I the I animated film know. that was a ripoff of Madagascar. It is. I'm so sorry. I just found them. <laughs> and this was the song that no, it's fine. I just think it's so funny. Because I also went for looking for kind of through like those playlists, uh, like, like late 2000s, early 2010s, like girl rock songs that were in those movies so i ended up going with a song from the legally blonde soundtrack oh Hell my yeah. god the song can't get me down by the band lowball i love this I yeah this it's a, a fun time choice. yeah it's it's perfect for the vibe and the the vocals i love this yeah. i love all of our choices god damn i love the veronicas so much honestly great band yeah i think they were all great choices <laughs> i definitely think the veronicas definitely hit it the closest I agree. Yeah, I think the Veronica's was the best one. But I think like all three easily could do it. Like easily, oh, easily. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so great choices all around. Again, it was very e- like very obvious vibe to match. So I was right. glad that we all landed very close. We all hit it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, with that, I think that is the end of our music round. So all that's left to do is watch some additional clips, get some additional context, and get Lauren's closing thoughts. So we're going to do that. You stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch some additional clips, some additional context, some additional characters, some additional transformations, some additional buttling moments. (laughs) Uh, but tell me, Lauren, after all of that, mm-hmm. you know, Black Butler is obviously an anime that has a lot of different characteristics you tend to like. It does have some spooky elements, which you are usually very averse to, but they counterpose them with a lot of humor. So, you know, that does make them a lot more palatable while also creating this very interesting gothic environment. Mm-hmm. So tell me, after all of that, you know, it, it definitely presents the question of will you keep watching Black Butler? I was into the aesthetic of the show from the beginning. And like you said, there are some, at least for me, some uh, spookier parts, but it is written so well. All the characters are very well developed. The world is very cohesive. And yeah, it's just a very well balanced show. So yes, I will absolutely continue to watch Black Butler. You absolutely love to see it. A kawaii success in the book to close out Supernatural Month. Now tell me, Skylar, you have put off watching Black Butler for years and years and years and years because of your uh, experiences with the fandom and just aversion to it in general, as we've discussed before. Now you find watched it tell me what do you think i see what the appeal is i will continue to watch it i definitely am put off by like some of the cringier moments just because again i'm in a different part of my life now and that just doesn't appeal to me but that's a product of its time but overall i do really like the story um and yeah i'll continue watching it you absolutely love to see it double kawaii success in the book yay tell me you guys did you end up with favorite characters throughout this process we'll uh, start with you lauren well, I mean, it's obviously Sebastian. He's just so fucking cool. Yeah, Sebastian's great. Yeah. A total badass. Uh, very hot, very suave. He's got a lot going for him. He does. And you know, a lot of people are in love with him and he's like, I don't do that. So I get that. I get well, he's that he's only too. bound to one person, Master CL. It's true. Not romantically. Well, not if you ask the fandom. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't. No, thank you. 
Uh, we mentioned it had a very toxic fandom earlier. Mm. Uh, toxic in a lot of different ways. Uh, Skylar, who's your favorite character? My fake answer is Tanaka, but I think my real my real favorite character is Lau. I like how flirty he is, and aesthetically, mm. he's super cute, and yeah. I just like his vibe a lot. Yeah, he was fun. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite character, I mean, it's it's like the popular answer. My favorite character is Grell. Uh, mm. Grell is a fucking psychopath, and I love a just unhinged psychopath character. Yeah. And she she is really important to a lot of people. Representation. It's true. Yeah. You know, Grell um, was definitely very pivotal for the scene at the time, uh, and obviously still carries a lot of that same weight now. Yeah. I really, but I also, you know, I just love, again, I just love a good psychopath. Yeah. And yeah. Grell is a perfect psychopath. Perfect psychopath. All right. Well, uh, that said, we have two Kawaii successes, essentially. Woo-hoo! We have your favorite characters. It looks like there's only one thing left to do. <gasps> it's time for Is There an AMV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, Lauren and Skylar, you know the rules. Yes. Give me your song and artist for Black Butler. Considering the the time period, the vibe of the show, um, I went more modern, but I think it does still fit in with the overall vibe. I ended up picking Look What You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift. Oh, fun. I think it would be. All right, Lauren, mm-hmm. looking through it, of course, there are many Look What You Made Me Do AMVs Ooh. for Black Butler. He's literally making him do things. He's his butler. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me do this. Watch me. Watch me do the things you're making me do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm your butler. I'm your butler. <laughs> There's that part of the He's song butling. that Taylor Swift cut out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't want everyone to know because, you know, toxic stuff in the fandom, what have you. She was like, I got to keep this under wraps. Yeah. I'm just going to cut that part sure. of the song. Uh, but yeah, three points in the book. Yay! You absolutely love to see it. A great closeout Ugh. to Supernatural Month. Skylar, let's see if you can uh, keep that traction a going. My motivation is I want to watch an AMV right now to fallout boy so i chose centuries because he's a demon and he's oh, immortal. And he's been around for centuries oh, i could have chosen mortals it doesn't matter oh. i'm going with centuries <laughs> <laughs> i think centuries would be a more fun song now looking at had you picked immortals there are a ton oh. of amvs to immortals like five to six okay but that pales in comparison to like a billions that there are for centuries <laughs> so that's three points in the book for you as well Skylar oh my you god absolutely to see it double four <laughs> successes double three pointers what a phenomenal way to close out supernatural month yay good for us good but you know what us. Lauren hmm we can't be too satisfied <laughs> we've had a lot of fun here today but, but it's time know- we talk about demon demonic packs <laughs> <laughs> If you or a loved one have decided to make a demonic pact with a demonic butler... It's probably because all your loved ones are dead and you're trying to get vengeance. You might have mesothelioma. (laughs) Call this number to join a class action lawsuit. (laughs) That aside... That aside... Lauren, Mm -hmm. it's time for the super secret, not so secret bonus point. Lauren, do you think that there will be an AMV for Black Butler to Evanescence Bring Me to Life? My Evanescence? It is... It's pointing to a very, very strong yes. This exists. I, you know what, Lauren? What? Of course. It's yeah. like not even a question. It's not. It's the era, the vibe, everything about it. It's Four the points time. in the book for you. Yes! 
you know, you just absolutely love to see it. All, nothing but good vibes, nothing but good things this episode. Honestly. As we close out, once again, Supernatural Month. Thank you, Lauren, so much for getting us that coveted four points at the, t- at the tail end there. Uh, thank you for letting me get the four points. <laughs> I mean, the AMV community let you get the four points. Yes. But yeah, all of that said, again, Kawhi success, four points, close out to the month. Thank you for going on the these journeys with us all of Supernatural Month. Yeah, it was such a fun time. Thanks for letting me traverse this little side of the anime world. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll have a whole new theme next month, which, uh, you know, starts tomorrow because today this will be releasing the 30th. Uh, So obviously the next theme starts tomorrow. But if you're just itching to know what the theme is and you can't wait until our social media posts tomorrow, you can always subscribe to our Patreon and get a preview of what next month's lineup is. We hope you guys had a good time, a fun time, a butter time a, <laughs> a field phone time a field phone oh. that existed in 1880 that existed at the time of this anime time i get it i get it <laughs> <laughs> and a hand-me-downs from your great great grandpa because i'm uh, not really, like other earls time because you're not like other <laughs> 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 oh that's so good Skylar. <laughs> All of that said, uh, we hope you guys had a great time and we hope your wait until next time isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. And we're one hell of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh. Say we that a couple more times. times. <laughs>